Welcome to 365 Entrepreneurship. This is the first podcast in the beginning of our first series, and it's called What Makes Me an Entrepreneur. What we are doing here in this series is actually going to be talking with many different entrepreneurs and trying to find key characteristics that make them successful in what they do. We are really excited to bring this to life, and I am your host, Jonathan Schaefer. Each week, we will have a new entrepreneur on the show, and what they're going to do is go through their personal lives and their journey through entrepreneurship. That's kind of like their origin story. Where did they get their start? And actually, where are they today? From that journey that we're going to have with them, we're going to find key characteristics and then dive into why we think that these characteristics and traits make them successful in actually what they do. This week, rather than introducing a special guest here on the show, what I want to do is I want you guys to become familiar and comfortable with me and my background in entrepreneurship. So now I've been studying entrepreneurship for a little over five years, and just two years ago I started studying entrepreneurship at a higher level at Florida Gulf Coast University's School of Entrepreneurship. However, my journey doesn't just begin there. My journey in entrepreneurship actually begins when I was five years old. Now, I might have not known what entrepreneurship was, but I'll tell you what, I had the entrepreneurship bug as a kid. So when I was about five years old, I actually had this sandbox in my backyard, and I'd be playing in it every day that I could. I'd build these awesome little extravagant little towns. You know, I'd have my Hot Wheel cars. I'd play my Hot Wheel cars in there too. I used to build uh, little houses out of Lincoln Logs. And I'd actually find little sticks around the yard and put these trees in there, make a lake. It was a really cool town. And I thought it was artwork and I wanted to share it with everybody. So what I used to do is I would go door to door and I would actually, you know, knock on the door. Hey, hey, how you guys doing today? I just made another little town this week. I was wondering if you wanted to come take a look. You know, admission's only a dollar. So every single week I'd make these new towns. And every single week my neighbors would pay me a dollar and come look at my town. And I thought that was really cool. Um, So actually when I was growing up then, I decided to run a lemonade stand and try to sell stuff to people and make money. So this lemonade stand did so well one summer, and this was just in my front yard. So now I'm a little bit older and riding my bike throughout the neighborhood. And I, you know, I used to I lived in Chicago, so the winter kids went sledding. So I was riding my bike around the summertime, and there was a plastic sled in the in the trash. Someone was throwing it away, and I was like, "Oh man, that's a really cool sled. I kind of want that." I'm riding my bike a little bit more, maybe. Maybe a week later, I find this broken wagon, you know, in in the trash. So I'm like, oh, man, that'd be really cool. I'm going to take that, and I'm going to put those wheels on that sled. So then I'm, you know, I I make this little thing, and it's it's the sled on wheels. But I'm like, man, I want to go make some money. And that lemonade stand did really well. So what I did is I put a cooler on that, you know, sled wagon and attached it to my bike and drove around my neighborhood and I had I had a little lemonade food truck and it was awesome um, every time you know people would come down the street I had this big old sign on the back of it and said lemonade you know I think it was like a dollar I think something something crazy like or something you know not too expensive but people would stop they go oh man that's so cool yeah I'd, I'd love some lemonade and you know that that did really that did really well too so as you guys can probably already tell I was a very creative kid, and I was always doing something, something crazy. So in the wintertime, I would actually have to shovel my, shovel my driveway, shovel my sidewalk from, the, you know, from the snow the night before. 
So I'd do my neighbor's house too, and they'd pay me to do that. But I was still a kid. I, I still wanted to play. I still wanted to go sledding. But what I thought was fun is shoveling. So I continued shoveling my backyard, and I made these little cool pathways, and then I'd build snowmen, and I'd build snow forts, and stuff like that. And I called it my winter wonderland, and guess what I did? Printed out some season tickets and sold them to my neighbors, you know, and it was, maybe it was a little bit more than a dollar. I think it was like $5, $10, something, something crazy like that, but my neighbors loved it, and actually my neighbors, the Ruffners, they still have their season ticket, and um, I think I was like maybe 12 when I did that, and I, what am I, 22 now? So it's 10 years later. They still have that season ticket, and every single year they put it on their fridge, and it's it's their Christmas decorations now, and it's 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 actually really kind of funny. So let's fast forward about you know two years. I'm junior high. I'm about 14 years old, and the thing to do when in my family when you're about that age is you started caddying and it was my um my brothers did so well in caddying you know they they caddied all the way throughout high school and um in high school they earned the chick evans scholarship through caddying and they got a full ride scholarship to any big 10 school that they wanted to go to um so you know it's such a great opportunity as long as i could keep my grades up and i could be a good caddy you know i could earn some money throughout the summers and you know possibly earn a scholar full ride scholarship to school you know, why Why wouldn't I do something like that? So I started caddying, and I was doing it for about two, three years. And about this time, I had a car. And, you know, caddying never really worked out for me. It was about the time of the crash when I was caddying. It was about 2008. Um, and, you know, people weren't golfing in private country clubs as much. And I, I didn't do too well. And, you know, it was kind of boring to me. I'd sit up there for for four hours and you know I wouldn't get what they called a loop and that was basically like your job for the day and um it, it I was bored you know I'm like I'm not gonna sit up here I'd rather go ride my bike I'd rather go do something fun that I want to go and do um so it I stopped caddying so I had to make a deal with my parents though in order to stop caddying and they were like Jonathan you can stop caddying as long as you figure out something else to do you you, you can't just not work you know you you, you have to do something like, okay, um, you know, so what am I going to do? And luckily for me, it was kind of an easy transition because my brothers in college, they started a painting company and they called it Schaefer Brothers Painting. And um, they're done with college now at this point, but they're still kind of doing this on the side. And I was able to, you know, help them out as much as I can. And I'm so thankful and so grateful for actually being able to do that. You know, I kind of learned my work ethic from my brothers and through my family through that. You know, and I actually got to build these great relationships with my brothers, you know, that I, yeah, I value so much to this day. I, I really do. So a problem arose when, you know, my brothers are all older, you know, they're working on their careers and they're actually meeting their future wives. So they're working on their relationships with them. And um, I, I, that means I didn't paint as much. And, you know, it was fine. And um, my mom, she was a district manager for uh, a few ice cream stores in Illinois. She was like, she was having a problem with the windows. The window cleaning company wasn't cleaning the windows properly, or I don't even think they really were. They kind of looked like crap. So she was like, well, Jonathan, what do you think about this? You know, I need my windows cleaned, you know, at the stores. You know, what do, what do you think about cleaning my windows? And then we'll get you some business cards and you can, you know, try to try to have a window cleaning company. And I'm like, you know what? That doesn't sound too bad. You know, I get to put my headphones in, listen to some music, drive around, you know, and afterward I'll go into the store and get a milkshake and 
you know, I, I have a paycheck, you know, I'm getting some money rolling in so I can go and I can do the stuff I want to do too with my friends. You know, I had a car. We wanted to go ahead and be the kid. We wanted to go drive around. We wanted to go to the movies. We wanted to do stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? I can make my own schedule. You know, I can do stuff like this. I can do whatever I really want and I make what I want. I'm in charge of, you know, I'm in charge of that. And I kind of like that. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, mom, I'll, I'll clean the windows. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I, I did that for a good, good amount of time. And while doing that, I was working at a store in Orland Park, Illinois. And one of the managers, Trish, you know, I built this great relationship with her. And she would always go like, hey, Jonathan, when you when you going to come work for me? You know, when are you going to come work in the store? Scoop some ice cream. It's like, oh, Trish, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm doing this. And, you know, it's I kind of like it, you know, I get to make my own schedule, I get to do what I want, you know, and, um, you know, I, I don't really even know how, you know, being, my mom being a district manager of the store, I don't, I don't know how that would, how that would feel, I don't know how other employees would kind of feel to that, and, you know, I don't, I don't know if I was kind of in, I was a little bit like, uh, I don't know, I just didn't want to do that, maybe it was that I was kind of intimidated, there were some pretty girls that worked there, so maybe I, maybe I, that was an issue too, but I, I actually did want to kind of work there, you know, I, I, I was always around ice cream and, you know, I used to eat ice cream every single night. And um, my mom knew that. And she was talking with Trish and they're like, well, you know, like, I, I, we really think that he wants to work. And it's just that, you know, I, I think he needs the push. So my mom signed me up for this event and the event was called Taste of Orland. So, you know, the, the ice cream company participates every single every single year. And it was a great, it's a great event. I loved going to it. They would have all these local restaurants around and there was a concert series and, um, you know, concerts every single night. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm working this thing. So I started working at the event and I was just helping out, you know, I was helping out and Trish set up the event. I was helping her behind the scenes, you know, with getting water, you know, having to take the trash out, do stuff like that. And then they were like, well, do you want to work behind the counter? Do you want to, you know, grab some ice cream, scoop it up for some people? And I'm like, you know what? sure, I'm here, I might as well, you know, work, you know, I have a good work ethic, you know, at this point, so I'm like, yeah, you know, put me to work, and I'm here, and I'm listening to music, and I'm hanging out, and um, I'm talking with, you know, friends, they would come around all the time, and I'm meeting these new people that, you know, work at the store, and, you know, I was, they actually liked having me around, you know, it, it felt like they liked having me around, we were able to talk, and it was kind of like that stigma of being the, being the boss's son kind of went away, and I was like, oh man, like, this was awesome, so the end of the event, Trish goes, so Jonathan, you're going to come work for me at the store? And I was like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. And, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I, I think I will, Trish. She's like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, you're on the schedule now. I'm like, okay, cool. So I started working at the ice cream company. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I fell in love with, with the business. And actually, yeah, that's actually where I found out that I love business itself. Like, that's what I want to do. So I was working there for a few years. I moved my way up from, you know, level one scooper all the way to crew trainer and stuff like that. Um, but I, I loved ice cream. I loved being able to make, you know, scoop up some cups, make a sundae, make some milkshakes. You know, I got to mingle with all the different people my age that worked in the stores and um, people would come in all the time and they'd, they'd be happy. You know, I liked being able to serve people. And I'm like, you know what, this is actually what I want to do. That's so that's how I found out, you know, that's that I wanted to own my own business. I go, I, I, want, I want to own an ice cream company. Like, this this is awesome. It was about time to move down to college, and I decided I moved down here to Florida. And I um, so I packed up my things, moved down. But, you know, I'm all ready, I'm all set up. I need to go to work. I need to find some, some money here. 
Like, okay, well, I went to work at a restaurant and I want to be a server. I'm going to go where the money's at. You know, but they was hired on as a host and, you know, it just didn't pan out. Restaurant industry was not for me. Um, and I was like, oh, well, I was kind of bummed out at this point. And I decided, well, I'm going to start doing some painting this this uh, this semester. That's what I'll do. You know, my brother started a painting company in college. I'll just do that, too. Um, but, you know, that, that wasn't in the cards for me either. And I think it was kind of because, well, I'm a college student. I moved down here to Florida. I, I kind of want to party, you know, like, but um, I, I figured out that that semester, you know, that, that life was not for me. Uh, and I'm really glad that it only took me one semester to figure that out. Um, you know, long story short, but um, moved back up to Chicago for the, for the, uh, for the summer and, you know, worked at, worked at the ice cream company and I, I loved it. So then moved back down to Florida again for the second semester, second year of school. And, um, I was like, well, I'm not working. I don't have a job. I need to go to work. And then I found this, uh, homemade family owned ice cream company. I was like, an ice cream store. I started to go to work, you know, and they, um, they knew, they learned my background in ice cream and working at the stores. And I was eventually a supervisor. And, um, so now I'm actually in classes in entrepreneurship classes, learning about business, how to run business properly and, and everything from like lean startup and stuff like that. While taking classes, you know, I'm, you know, learning all this new stuff about businesses and how to start one. And, and, um, one of my, one of the employees I, I work with, he goes, um, Hey, I'm, I'm looking to start a company. I'm like, Oh man, like, dude, this is what I'm going to school for. Let me help you out. You know? And so, uh, my buddy Bailey started a landscape company and, um, he started as lean as possible. He started with one little push mower and a blower and pickup truck and drove around, started cutting people's lawns. And it was awesome to see him grow. And a year later he goes, man, I need help. You know, like, um, so I was like, you know what? I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to see how businesses work and how they start up and everything. So I made the move to actually help him with, help him with his landscape company and help grow it. And to this day, about a year later, We've we've grown it probably tenfold from from where he started two years ago, and it, it's amazing to see that progress. And it just it proves what I've learned in in to myself. It proves what I've been able to learn. But you listen to my story, and you might think, man, this this kid's life is kind of easy. He's got it all planned out. Everything seems to fall together for him. Um, but by all means, isn't that not the case? You know, I've, I've had my challenges and, you know, we really didn't talk about challenges here, but we are going to, you know, uh, my, my second to third year of college, you know, I'm, I'm living down here in Florida and I'm living down here by myself. I'm dealing with homesickness after being so family oriented and hanging out, you know, one of my family members, you know, multiple times a week and, you know, very depressed. Um, and I, um, going out and I was drinking. I was probably borderline alcoholic. Um, I, I was not mentally stable and I've since been able to turn my life around. And because I actually realized that it's, it's okay to not be okay, but it's very important to get your help. And that that's a major talking point that we're actually going to talk about. And it's going to lead into our next segment. The next part of the podcast is basically where we take the key characteristics that we found after talking with the entrepreneurs and dive into exactly why they think that those characteristics make them who they are and why that they think that actually makes them successful. 
So there was, a, there was a few that I found with myself actually going through my journey that I wanted to actually hit on. And uh, the first one I wanted to begin was, you know, we, we just left off with it, but it's mental health. Um, mental health is essential in the life of an entrepreneur, and it is for many reasons. Um, I myself am very open about it, and it is very important to not put that stigma behind like not being okay. Um, it is a part of every person's life, and everyone's going to go through it, especially entrepreneurs. Um, we are constantly battling with ourselves and then trying to balance our personal and professional lives. Um, being an entrepreneur is so challenging. However, the ordinary person doesn't really notice the downside of what, what entrepreneurs go through. And that is exactly where I was, you know, kind of going with it earlier. It's, you know, you, you see the upside to everything. You, you, you see um, these entrepreneurs, they come up with great ideas, they take them to market, everything like that. But no one actually sees, like, the back end of what it took that person to bring that, that idea to market. Um, you know, you look through it and there's, it's so challenging to actually take an idea that's in your head go through the ideation process, actually um, try and prove that you know people are actually going to like your product. Um, and there's so many bumps in the road, and it, it's hard to manage everything. It, it really is. And then not only are you trying to do that professionally, but you still are your, pers- your own person, and you have your person alive. You have to maintain relationships, um, and you might be working late hours. Some people might not believe in the idea, you know, or your values. And those are those doubters, you know, they doubters be damned. But, you know, I, I believe that you really do have to properly structure a support system. Um, my support system is very essential to me, and that's why I'm so successful. Um, once I actually went through all my problems, I grew my support system, and I actually depend on them for so much more um, and they give me the confidence that I really need to make sure that I, I'm, I'm going through life the way I want to go through life. Um, but I'm constantly calling my mom for moral support as well as expertise. You know, she's very knowledgeable in the world of business and I, I really rely on her as, as much as I can. And, you know, I have so many people in my support system, way too many to really name off. But I mean, other friends, my whole entire family past teachers, past professors, current professors, and even mentors within the community that I've met working, you know, working through my ideas with entrepreneurship. And, you, you know, they, they're able to help me through my journey because they've had their own journey. Um, you're going to rely on p- these people through the good and the bad times, the hard decisions, the mental roadblocks in your head. You know, we all get stuck at, at some point. Maybe it's because we don't have that knowledge, you know, in that subject, but you know, we, we need to work together and find that person that does. And, and, you know, like we might get down on ourselves because we don't know that. But this, you know, having that support support system, it allows them to be like, okay, well, you might not know, but what can we do to, you know, make sure to get that knowledge behind you and get your product moving? And that's just kind of a little example. Um, but this is such an important topic to me. And we're going to hit on it in many different points throughout this, this series. Um, but actually what I want to do here at 365 Entrepreneurship is build a community of entrepreneurs um, and, and build that support system because we as entrepreneurs are like-minded people and we've all gone through those trials. And actually, while we're building our website right now, we're going to have a community forum and you know 
you guys are going to be able to uh, get in contact with each other. It's it's going to be a great opportunity. So um, I'm really excited for that for you guys as well to be able to do, um, you know, just communicate with each other as well. I feel that my creativity is also another major key characteristic for myself and why I think that I'm successful in what I do. My creativity allows me to not get caught in my day-to-day grind. You know, as entrepreneurs, we, we tend to do everything that we need to do to get our businesses started up from the ground level um, and, and having to do you know some hard things uh, having to do some things over and over and over again I'm I, I try to be creative in the way that I'm trying to do get my tasks done that I need to do for myself um, trying to do it a certain way trying to find out what's gonna make it go easier faster um, you know if you got to do books at the end of the night at the end of the day you're looking at numbers you know and Maybe you don't like numbers, but try to find a creative way to actually work on your problems that you need to deal with. Um, but man, I, I, I'm so creative and I love hearing the new ideas that other people you know, come up with from the ideation process. Um, the ideation process, taking everything just from this little, this little idea in your head, how can I make something, something so much better? Um, how can I make the customer job easier? How can I make um, something more t- obtainable? If it's a, if it's a, uh, let's say if it's an ice cream, you know, flavor, you know, how do you make something more delicious? How do you make the user experience, you know, better? How can you make it more user friendly? And, and it, just being creative allows me so much freedom in, in anything that I do, and I, I really feel that, that that makes me successful, as I can come up with a really interesting way to get something done that you know someone might not have thought of before um, and it allows me to you know not get stuck in that day-to-day rut it allows me to you know express myself while I'm trying to do something you know something as easy as driving a car but you know what maybe I can be creative with the way that I listen to my music uh, I mean that that really has nothing to do with entrepreneurship but I like to be creative and just coming up with new ideas and that's why I love entrepreneurship we, we come up with something and just seeing where it can go is amazing. Not only do I feel that I'm very creative, but I feel that I'm extremely passionate about what it is that I do. Um, having this passion allows me to give everything to my ideas. It allows me to get through the hard times. Um, and it really allows me to want to learn everything I can about what I'm working on. Um, I want to know everything I can about ice cream. I want to know exactly how it's made. I want to know exactly, you know, wh- how it's going to be affected by weather. I want to know everything about, you know, what it is to make a better, you know, texture. What it takes to make a better flavor. What it takes, you know, to to really get the customer to buy my product versus somebody else's. Um, and you know, if I can say with great confidence that every entrepreneur that's working on something wants to know everything about what it is that they're actually working on or if they don't you know want to learn that um, or have no ambition to do that you know why are they working on that idea if they don't want to learn about you know like what, it, what it's going to take to get get that product to market what's the point of even going after you know that idea it, it doesn't give you any drive to work towards that product well if you've made it to this point um, and you're still listening, that either means that I have a pretty interesting life 
um, or that means that we've actually, you know, we're, we're hitting on some good content here, which I hope that's the case. Um, next week, we're going to have a new interview with Scott Kelly. Um, you know, he's got, he, he's done some really cool stuff. He's got an awesome engineering background. That's uh, going to be a really cool episode. We're also going to try to do a video stream with that too and launch a video on top of the, the audio as well. Um, but I, I hope you guys have gotten a little insight to how the podcast is going to work. And we, uh, I look forward for you guys, you know, tune in next week.